Welcome back to What Keeps the Fires Burning, a podcast dedicated to the experiences, memories, and lessons learned at Camp Nabagman. I'm one of your hosts, Nelson Mendels. I'm here with my co-host, Adam Eberhardt. Do you want to say hi? Hello, everyone. How you been, uh, Nelson? I'm good. It's it's cold here in Atlanta. I'm sure, like, everywhere else, it's freezing. Yeah, it's cold everywhere. Um, but, yeah, thinking about camp. <laughs> Helping me get through it. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Um, there's 119 days until camp. So, we're close. We're getting there. That's really yeah. Uh, yeah, you'll hear on this episode with Lewis Levin. Oh yeah, we have an episode with Lewis Levin coming up. Um, <laughs> the like just the thought of camp and just like thinking about like being there right now. It's like none other. Yeah, it, it's like a yeah. It's like a cartoon, you know, when they're like daydreaming <laughs> and they're like drooling. Yeah. I'm like so, a, yeah. So. Camp, yeah. Um, we're bringing on Louis Levin for this episode. We thought it'd be good. He's the program director. He was the first guy we reached out to to set up this podcast. Big shout out to Louis Levin. Big guy. <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Thank you for helping us out with all this, getting us in contact with Adam Kaplan and all that. So. Um, want to also just thank you guys. This is our 20th episode. It's insane. We've had over 2,000 total plays. Big how. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. It's We're awesome. excited to make more episodes every other week on a Sunday. But, yeah. Got anything else to say, Adam? Um, this one, this is an awesome episode. Great episode. We have, uh, we got a bit more information about, uh, this summer's camp this this summer's uh two sessions so um yeah stay tuned uh lewis levin get into it We're here with Louis Levin, the program director. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's super weird uh, to hear you guys because I'm um, I'm a pretty uh, I have a pretty crazy appetite for podcasts, and so I usually listen at one and a half speed. And so you guys sound super slow uh, right now, which is uh, it's just it's just different. We'll say voices are a little deeper. Yeah, and and I, I'm I'm just I'm listening to so many uh, a day at this point that like two times sometimes even so yeah this is it's a it's a little bit of a trip to hear you guys like this it's normal 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 voices. Lewis, welcome to the show. Excited Thanks. to have you. Yeah, First I'm of all, think I think I wanted to just say this. Got to give a shout out to Lewis because oh yeah, he's the first guy we reached out to when, when this whole podcast started. We we got in contact with him. Hey, we have this idea. Like, where do we start? Like, can we get in contact with Kaplan? Lewis was our guy. Yeah, Big no. shout out to him. Yeah, you bet. It's it's a pleasure to help you guys out and get this thing started. And, and it's it's really cool to see what it's become. 
just having talked to so many different, you know, current camp people, some alumni, you know, other campers, guys from other camps. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. Thank you for, for help helping us uh, get it started. It's been, been fun. And now you're here for our, our 20th episode. Wow. 20th episode. Good to hear. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we start this off with most episodes. Uh, give us a rundown on what's your story with camp. How did you find out about it? What's been your, what have been your summers like now you're working there? So just give us the rundown on your sure. story. Sure. So um, I started at the Bagman in 2005. Uh, my mom was looking for a place to send me for the summers, and we had a family friend who uh, sent uh, their son. Their son was a guy named Ben Solacek. Um, and uh, this guy, Ben's mom, was really, really good at doing all the research and figuring out the perfect camp for her son. Uh, and she, this, this mom said, you know, that place, the place for Ben is Camp Nevagaman. And my mom said, uh, good enough for me. So uh, she sent me there for four weeks. I don't know if she thought uh, that it was going to be like a, a whole lifetime thing. But uh, after that first summer, I was totally hooked um, and spent six summers there. Uh, just, I mean, I was you know, loved the projects uh, and, and really, really had a, a really nice friend group and a good group of guys that I really bonded with. Um, came back on staff for uh, four summers on Calvin staff. Um, and really, that's when I really kind of hit my stride. Uh, just loved being on Calvin staff, love helping kids uh, in that really, really personal way, that one-on-one -on -one way. And um, I, I, was in college at the time and was thinking about, you know, while well, I was majoring in economics and I was really interested in maybe, uh, I don't know, PhDs at one point or maybe going into finance or something. Uh, and I, I sit down with Adam Kaplan and uh, I said, well, you know, I really love this camp thing. Is there a way for me to make this a full-time gig? And uh, he said, absolutely. Uh, and, and started guiding me through that process. Um, so I spent a summer at another camp, uh, and then after graduating college, uh, when I when I came to camp as a Swamper Push, came back to Nevada as Swamper Push, they, Adam and Steph sat me down that summer and said, listen, we, we think we've got an opportunity uh, to, to bring you on to our full-time staff. Uh, and so I've been working year-round for camp. Uh, I guess this is my fourth winter working for camp. Uh, and this upcoming summer will be, I don't even know at this point, my 12th or 13th, maybe total. And this will be my seventh summer on staff, maybe eighth. So, yeah, I mean, I, it, it, in, in those, I, I think if you said to my mom, you know, do you think this little fourth grader is going to, you know, somehow parlay this into a career? I don't know if uh, she would have believed it, but uh, it's, it's, you know that spark was lit that first day when I showed up in 2005. I, I mean, I knew, no one, I knew no one and, uh, to, 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 you know, I, now my whole life is revolves around this place and, and revolves around these people. So. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned that, that other camp, uh, yeah. What was that like and what, what camp was it? So, the camp I worked for was a really small camp in central, uh, central Eastern Ohio called Camp Roosevelt Firebird. Um, so I, I was talking to Adam and, and like I said, I sat down with Adam and I said, how do I turn this into a career? And he said, really one of the biggest things you can do is 
you know, get some experience somewhere else. Um, and so I looked into some other camps uh, and some wide camps, and I, I interviewed with like probably 30 different places, just trying to talk to as many camp directors as I could. And uh, the director at Roosevelt Firebird was a guy named Joe Mendez. Um, and the, the, when I was talking to him, he had actually just purchased the camp um, and just, just became the owner. Uh, and he was a North Star guy who was a career teacher and had always wanted to, to buy a camp and, and become a director and do this, do this as a year-round gig. And when I, you know, I, I kind of joined on and, and we were running a really tight ship that first summer. Um, you know, he was, it, it was me, him, and, and uh, two other people on the leadership team, and, and we had a, maybe 60 campers at a time. Uh, so it was small, but um, it, it allowed me to, you know, practice pushing, being a push, being a village director for the first time. Uh, it put me in situations with, you know, not just camper supervision, but staff supervision. I did a lot of programming uh, for Roosevelt Fiber too, just, just helping design their schedule. Uh, the, because of the smaller format, it's not like they were, we weren't offering uh, 20 projects a day like um, we do at Camp Nevagaman. And so uh, I, I was putting together the puzzle of what are we offering today and, and helping design kind of everyone's summer. Um, it was a phenomenal experience. Uh, I learned a ton about the camp industry and, and you know how leadership works and all those kinds of things. But more importantly, I learned a ton about myself uh, just, just uh, in, in taking that risk and going somewhere else. And, and, uh, and I'll be honest, I mean, there were, there were totally moments where I was sitting there saying to myself, God, what have I gotten myself into? I could, you know, I could be sitting pretty at, at the Vagaman right now. It was, it was a hard summer. Um, but I, I learned so much and I, I, I have no regrets. Um, so it was, it was a phenomenal experience and, and stuff I go back to still when I'm, uh, when I'm thinking about programming for Nevagaman. So. That um, director that you mentioned kind of sounds like Kaplan, teacher turned into camp director. Um, yeah, I mean, he, uh, Joe, Joe Mendez, phenomenal, phenomenal guy. He, he I will say Adam Kaplan uh, was a teacher for a few years before getting, in, you know, getting into this. Joe was a, you know, I think did 20 years in the Cleveland public school system. I mean, the guy was like actually a career, you know, not just no offense yeah. to Adam Kaplan. This guy was, you know, deep in the school system by the time he, uh, he got an opportunity to become camp director. So, uh, Lewis, you're the uh, current camp program director. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we got the general idea about it. You know, you're running the schedule of camp, you're creating it, but give us the full scale of all the hard work you're putting in and what you love about it. So sure. Much. So, uh, Camp Nebagaman is incredibly good uh, at communicating our, our values, you know, making it very clear that the things we do at camp are helping you become a better person and a better citizen, a better neighbor, helping you, you know, learn about yourself and, and try new things and take risks and grow and all of those things. And, and they're phenomenal things. Um, but but uh, what I love about my job is that I'm kind of the chief fun officer. Um, and that we have so many people thinking about how do we help these these kids grow and learn and all that. And, I, and at the uh, at the end of the day, I sometimes get to sit down and say, God, did I, did, did I make sure that these kids had the time of their life today? Um, so that that could be, you know, from designing an all camp activity that that, you know, these I know is going to you know, blow everyone's socks off. It could be 
making sure that I'm supporting pushes on their cruiser days, um, you know, helping project heads design special interests and, and want to do's and all that kind of stuff to make sure that, you know, every single night we've got something stellar on the program. Um, and, and then, you know, on top of that, we I, I do a lot of work on uh, helping our project heads design uh, the the skill building that we teach in our projects. So, you know, I will say the, the fun stuff is is I like I, I love the fun stuff. The really rewarding stuff is helping, you know, make sure that when a kid goes to archery, we're teaching him the right technique and, and he's, you know, got someone, an instructor there helping him work on his skills and get better at what he's doing. So I, I will say it's it's kind of that two 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 sides of that coin is, is making sure everyone's having the time of their life uh, and making sure that when we're in those skill based areas we're we're doing a really good job not just providing a fun experience water skiing but but helping those kids uh, at water skiing learn a skill uh, and and take something home uh, with that too. Yeah, that I mean, that's something that I I didn't really realize. But like, when you're at camp, you don't really think wow, this is making me like a much better person. I, I, I kind of do think that when I'm home, <laughs> but like when I'm there, I'm like, wow, this is really fun. I, I, I don't, I can't really remember a time I, I haven't had fun doing something at camp. Right. And, you know? and, you know, that's, that's part of what my job is, is, is just to make sure that, you know, from, from the littlest moment, like, you know, we're, we're, we've got 15 minutes to kill before chief AK comes and we have to, you know, we're going to fill some time and play some games and tell some jokes and, and, and to like the biggest, like, you know, Paul Bunyan day, make sure that this goes off without a hitch. And we've got, it's, and it's not just the Paul Bunyan day that these, you know, 10th graders have done for six years. It's Paul Bunyan day with like a couple new events and some new twists and some stuff that to keep it a little fresh and, and, you know, to make sure that, uh, that day is as good as we can make it. Um, and and it, it really is like, I mean, all consuming, uh, just, just making sure that we, we pack in as much as we can to those days. Uh, and then of course the program director uh, gets to do all sorts of little things in between, you know, from, from making sure that all the schedules line up and, and sitting down with, uh, with, with our trip director to make sure that we've got programming lined up with that. I mean, I, I do a lot of, uh, running point. Uh, so, so making sure that the infirmary knows what's going on to, you know, this week and making sure that the, we've got everything lined up for the kitchen and making sure that project heads know that our schedule is going to shift for that day. There's, there's a lot of, uh, helping be the communication hub in camp. Mm -hmm. Um, so hang on, sorry, I got to think about, uh, so obviously there's, there's a bunch of like behind the scenes stuff, uh, but like, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious what goes into like planning, like a new event. Like last year we had the, the new all camp birthday and that was a big hit. And there, I, I remember there was a lot of, there were a lot of aspects that went into that. Uh, yeah. how was the idea? Like who came up with the idea and how, how did you guys execute it? Really? How did we come up with that idea? So I'm going to be, uh, totally honest with you that we were sitting down saying, you know, we, we think we've got some good programs to run, but, but we really wish, you know, we got this Friday night, two weeks from now that we just don't have anything. We were doing this in the middle of the summer. Um, and, and we, so we all, a bunch of us sit down for a meeting actually at the, um, at the, the 
friendship fly right in front of the big house. And, and we're all sitting there going, well, we could do this or we could do that. And, and one of the things I said was, well, you know, we've done all, that night's technically supposed to be all camp birthday and all camp birthday is generally, you know, a barbecue and we have birthday cake. And then there's kind of an all camp activity after it. And I said, well, what if we just, you know, blow it out of the water? You know, we do, we do it totally, totally to the max. And I'm, I'm going to be totally honest with you that I don't know if I said, if I said this or Adam Kaplan said this. Um, and I'm pretty sure it might've been Adam Kaplan saying this. Uh, and, and I said, I think, you know, I, I, I think I came away from that meeting saying that would be a ton of fun. And I think it's going to be all on me to play. Um, and so I, and I knew, you know, this was going to be, uh, I wanted this to be the, a big night for second session. You know, we, we really wanted to have uh, some, some big kind of marquee event in, in second session, uh, just an evening activity that make you know, really that, that night pop in kids' memories. Um, and so I, you know, one thing that I can do as program director is I can go look in the binders, you know, and we've got Frank Sachs, who was program director for 30 years, who's David's dad, um, left. Uh, and it's, I, no joke, it's called the Bible. And it's probably a two inch, you know, three ring binder with all sorts of programs that I could go in and, and, and I do, I pull stuff out and I say, oh, there's an SI for nature that hasn't been done in 30 years and would be awesome. And they should do that. That's awesome. Right? And, and, or, and there's like, I mean, honest to God, there's like, you know, it's a, he, he used a typewriter to draw out like seating arrangements for like, this is how you set up the rec hall for a GTC. Cause you didn't have like, you know, when he was making these things, you didn't have like, you know, good drawing or anything on, on a computer, you used a typewriter. So the, I, I, I thought about just, you know, oh, we'll pull something out of there. And I, kind of said like, well, what, what can we do that's totally off the wall and totally new to camp? Um, and so in about 10 days, I came up with a, a handful of new activities that involved, um, you know, kind of traditional birthday party stuff. Uh, and I said, let's do it to the max. So we were like, well, maybe we can rent a dump tank. And I said, no, 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 no. I know, I know Andy Matt can build a dump tank. Right? This is like, no, no way. No way are we going to rent the dunk tank when I know Andy Mack is perfectly, perfectly capable. So I, I, one of my favorite things to do is to go into the caretaker shop and say, you know, I was really thinking about building a trebuchet and I think we can make that happen. And so um, I walked in and I said, listen, I think we should, I think we need to build the dunk tank. <laughs> and, and so I probably spent, I don't know, two days in there with him trying to, trying to prototype different stuff and how can we make this work as best as we can. It works totally well, and we used it, I think, four times, like three or four times that summer. Um, and we kept it, and we're going to do it again for sure. You know, I, I said, how are we going to do? I said, I'd love to do a slip and slide, but you know, wouldn't be, wouldn't it be way cooler if we did a slip and slide with like Nickelodeon slime? Yeah. And, 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 yes. and so, and so I did a ton of research. I was sitting there talking to Anne Rowe about how how much you know cornstarch can we order to make a massive cornstarch slurry is that something we could do and she looked at me and she said that is more cornstarch than like is in the state of wisconsin right now so so i um i found the perfect chemical for this and and mixed up yeah, the perfect is. slime i actually I, I was like online doing a research for a while to try to figure out like what is the right like it's, it's like a food additive that it's like a food thickener an industrial food thickener and then i said okay perfect and i'll get a ton of red food coloring to turn it pink so it looks like like birthday cake icing and 
I had never done this before. I was in there with a paint mixer um, in one of the jobs, actually, because I needed hot water and a drain. And I was in there with a, a massive paint mixer on a drill mixing slime. And I, I went uh, and, and finished it. And I had no clue how it was going to work and if it worked out. And thank goodness for Shimkins, who when it, it turned out, it kind of came out a little lumpy. And he said, no problem. And he strips his socks off and starts like mashing the slime with his feet <laughs> in the buckets and then on the yeah. slip and slide to make it happen. So, so these are the very, very specific, you know, very high detail you know, activities we did. And, and it's only to say that, you know, I, I was happy to come up with a bunch of ideas, but it doesn't work without, you know, Andy Mack saying, yeah, you bet we're going to build, build a, a, a dunk tank and we'll make it happen. And yeah, it's got to be ready in three days, but whatever. Right. And it doesn't work without Ann Rowe sitting down with me and saying, you know, yeah, we're going to be able to order this. We're not going to be able to get that for you. Yeah, I've got an extra hand to help you with this. Oh, for sure. There's storage in the, in the fridge and we can put your slime in the fridge. Right. And it doesn't work without the team of specialists who, you know, luckily I've got not attached to a cabin to be able to say, come, hey, you know, right now during rest hour, I know that, you know, you've got this, that or the other. But right now we're all going to come down and, and help me bail hay out so that we can create a slip and slide. And, and, and it's with the, it's, it's, yeah, it's a lot of fun to come up with these really silly ideas, but it's, it's even cooler to make it happen with the team and, and to, to get all these people together to, to put on a phenomenal new event like that. Yeah. And I love the, um, like, I, I, I don't know about simplicity, but like the dunk tank, it was just like a, a piece of wood with a nail hooked up to it. That would pop a yeah. water balloon, and that was like the coolest it was so thing fun. ever. We really, we so tried fun. so many different. I, 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 we really tried, like probably four or five different things. And Andy was, I, I mean, so patient with me. Just you know, sitting, you know, we were like, well, what if it's made of PVC, and how do we paint the thing? And when we, when we finally got it working, I mean, the sigh of relief of just like, okay, like we're done with, we're done with that. It was, it was great. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They are, they are, I mean, in the caretaker shop, getting, getting in there with, with Andy and Joe, uh, I mean, just, they are so helpful and so ready for, for whatever you throw at them. So they, they were a massive, massive help for that one. Big shout out to Andy and Joe. Oh, yeah. no, Big shout always. out. We haven't done shout outs in a while. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so, um, we're not going to get into this as much as last episode, but, you know, there is the upcoming mm -hmm. summer there's obviously going to be changes and Kaplan was talking about how like each, the five of you, you have different roles. Do you want to give us a little bit about like what's your role in planning this upcoming summer? What might look different and stuff like For that? Sure. Yeah. So one of the, uh, we're thinking about a couple different things right now. Um, and, and, you know, I have had a hand in looking at, at what our food service is going to be looking like some meals and uh, another big one, the biggest one obviously is programming for me. Um, so, so figuring out, um, what we need to do to deliver the, the most fun summer and uh, the high quality teaching that we do every summer uh, and, and do it safely as well. Um, so that uh, could range from, you know, sitting down and saying, okay, when we go to the climbing wall, you know, do we need to be cleaning things more often? How do we, how do we make sure that we can belay everyone safely uh, and, and make sure that, you know, we can also maintain some distance between the climbing wall instructor uh, and, and the climbers when necessary. You know, of, co of course, we're not going to say uh, if something's going wrong, we're going to maintain that distance at all times. Of course, we're going to take an emergency into account. But 
trying to make sure it's as safe for coronavirus as possible. Um, so, so that's a big one is, is going through each project and saying, okay, where, where, um, where can we uh, change how we provide instruction uh, and to, to accommodate the, the things we need to accommodate for this summer? Um, and at the same time, how will that impact how we're going to teach this summer? Um, and, and how do we make sure that the, the instruction is spot on? Um, and then the other one is, uh, you know, kind of those, those bigger marquee events like we were talking about before. So, you know, an all camp activity is going to look a little different if we're in cohorts by cabin or something like that. Uh, and so brainstorming different activities that we can do, uh, you know, have, having cabins competing against each other uh, in, in ways where they can maintain distance between them if we need to um, is, is been a, a big part of it too. So just trying to brainstorm uh, and, and design new programming to, to accommodate for those changes. Um, you know, the, the big thing is uh, none of this, we, we, we don't want to sacrifice any fun this summer. You know, we never want to say, oh, you know, this, you know, this program that we normally do, it's just, it can't happen because we're having to do this, that, or the other because of coronavirus. And so uh, we're really focused on making sure that, you know, this summer is, is, not just as fun um, as, as any other summer, but is uniquely fun. And, and we take advantage of, of you know, the, the opportunity to think of new stuff and, and introduce some, some new exciting activities that, yeah, are safe for coronavirus, but probably are going to be awesome things that we're going to, you know, be able to keep and continue doing if, if they're good. So. All right. Uh, this may be confidential, but uh, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, do you have any, any ideas for like PBD and how the, the, like the all camp events are going to work? Yeah. I mean, I have some idea. Um, you know, our hope is that we are going to be able to run them pretty normally. Um, and, uh, there's some, maybe some modifications to events based on, you know, let's say we're in a cohort by cabin. Uh, you know, yeah, we'll have to make some significant modifications to events, but like that might mean just introducing a bunch of new events that are just as good, right? Um, it, it might also mean, you know, hey, we're in a cohort by village. And so that means that, yeah, we're going to be able to play some better team sports um, and they will just be, you know, they're going to have to be broken up by age group into maybe some smaller groups or something like that. Um, you know, we are really, really thinking that um, those kinds of days are, uh, we, we recognize the importance of them, right? We, we, I know that for most kids, Paul Bunyan Day and the Grand Pursuit are like the two big ones in their mind for every single summer. Um, and so we don't want to, we're not, we're not trying to say, you know, oh, we're gonna, you know, just do it halfway this summer and they'll be totally okay. We, we know um, that these ones are big and, and we're going to figure out how to make them uh, as authentically Paul Bunyan day in the grand pursuit as, as we can for sure. You'll have to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, sure. glad, I'm glad to hear that was good news. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. Like good. I think like all the campers realize there's going to be changes mm -hmm. to the summer, but um, it's going to be camp no matter what. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have a good, great time. Um, so in terms of programming, what's like the like weirdest thing that's ever happened 
ever? Like, what's just, like, the most random or, like, craziest thing that's ever happened? The most randomest, craziest thing that's ever happened. So I've been program director for two summers. Um, and I, can, I, I, can I go a little off the, the – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little off the path. So yeah. one of my yeah, other jobs fine. here is this is, this, is, this is for sure still programming. One of my, one of my other jobs is I'm family camp director. Um, and I, it's, it's basically the same as program director. It's, it's all programming for family camp. Um, and so I'm assigning projects and figuring out evening activities. And I tested, um, th there was a, a changeover activity I designed once, I think maybe, I think it was maybe three years ago now that we did, I, I had a big like scavenger hunt. And so I said, well, is there a way I can do this um, uh, during family camp, you know, but it, it gets dark a little earlier and it's going to be an evening activity. And so I said, well, what if I do an escape room in the rec hall? And I said, this, I mean, truly, you know, we put all the family campers in there. That's maybe, you know, a hundred people. And I put up, set up a bunch of different puzzles and we have all the family camp staff, you know, pretend to be different characters and it would be, and, and I said, and I'm saying to myself, if this goes well, I mean, this is an easy thing I could totally run during regular camp. You know, this would be perfect. And I set it up for an hour and I design all these games and I'm super excited and I forgot totally, I forgot the biggest step and I didn't play test it once. And no one else had seen the puzzles. Uh -oh. and so we're sitting there and, and for the first maybe 15 minutes, not a single puzzle is solved. And I'm sitting there going, what are you, you know, these are all easy. Come on. Like it's right there. It's right in front of your face. Just, you know, you just got to arrange these certain things in these different ways. Or you got to hold up this thing to that, you know, that plaque and, be, and not, I mean, not there is, there's the rec hall is so incredibly busy that everything looks like a clue. If you're doing an escape room, everything looks like a clue. And so I had to hold the hand, not literally, but, you know, figuratively hold these family campers hands as they go through this escape room because I made it mind-numbingly hard and so I, I learned a really valuable lesson but but um, and, I, and I and if you talk to the people who were there at that family camp I think they all had fun but um, it uh, it for sure um, was uh, it was a big lesson to learn it created some scrambling me for, for, for me that night just kind of letting people in on on how to solve all these different puzzles that I had that I had thought of. Um, staying on the, uh, the like weird, wacky theme, uh, what's the weirdest thing that you've seen in the Bible? Like the weirdest activity or Oh, anything? in, in um, Frank Sachs's, uh, in, yeah. in that binder? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, gosh, you know, I, it's it's all pretty standard. The the one thing that is really interesting in and and it's to Frank's benefit that he he was extremely detailed, um, and so even you know like I'll I'll take the GTC stage setup for example. You know it's it's that is not a small job setting up that GTC stage. It is it takes you know a good group of of junior counselors or senior counselors plus plus those specialists. We move basically every single piece of furniture in the rec hall, um, and and it, you know we get it done in fifteen minutes. It's it's it is uh, we've got it down to a science, and there are probably three pages in there going through where every single bench lies, and you know this you make sure you know touch this light switch you know to make sure this happens to you know make sure you're and and 
it, it is, uh, it's, it's to his benefit that he, you know, he, he made it such that if, if you had never been to Camp Nevada before, if you had those three sheets of paper, you could set up the stage. But the first time I looked at it, I said, you know, I've been doing this for a few years. <laughs> and, and I, I was thankful for all the instruction. And uh, luckily we have enough people at camp who have done it enough times that we don't need to pull out the three pages of paper every single time. That's awesome. Yeah. Three pages. Yeah, it's good. Full instructions. Um, so comparing your time as a camper to like being the program director now, what's like the biggest thing you've realized about camp? The biggest thing I've realized about camp is that uh, when I was a camper, I thought the activities were just fun. Um, and they are fun. They are totally fun. You know, I was, my big thing was fishing. Um, I spent so many periods at the, at the fishing dock and I learned all sorts of different stuff down there, but I really just loved hanging out with, with the, the, the guy who worked there with my last summer was Joe Kitchen M. Uh, his nickname was Rocket. And uh, I, I loved the guys who were down there and I, I liked being able to teach younger kids things and, and, you know, but I, I, I mostly just thought it was fun. Um, and when I became program director, um, it, it really clicked for me that that we teach more than just the fun of those programs. Um, I, I think actually, I so I worked in fishing for three summers on cabin staff. My last summer, I was I worked on the climbing wall, um, and you know, I uh, it, between working a summer at the climbing wall and becoming program director. The, the hard skills we teach are, are really valuable and, and uh, are activities that, you know, you can you play tennis into your 90s, right? Um, you know, we teach that stuff that, that kids can do for the rest of their lives. Um, but even more so, the perseverance you learn at the climbing wall, right? And the patience you learn at fishing didn't really dawn on me when I was a camper. You know, I, I'm sure I got some of it. I sh I'm sure I absorbed some of it, but um, it just didn't really, it wasn't really like, it, at the front of my mind. Whereas now as program director, uh, I, I get to, you know, I get to make sure we're teaching really good rock climbing technique, but even more so I get to help a kid who's really afraid of heights, you know, overcome that fear and put a harness on, right? Just, just take that first step and put a harness on and then take that second step and, and, you know, you know, tie into the rope and tie into the system and make sure that kid feels safe and, and get over, take those steps and, and, and you know, familiar with a, a, what feels like a risky situation. Um, and it just, when I was a camper, it just, that, the, that kind of growth didn't occur to me. And, and now uh, I can't, I can't help but see it. So. Yeah. That's I, like, I was talking about, I never really like think about how I've grown. I just think about having fun, you know, and it, and it's, it's awesome to be able to do both and not even like really realize that. Right. It is, it is the sneaky thing that we, we like to do at camp that, yeah. you know, every, you know, there, there are very, very few things we do at Camp Nevagamon. And I think it's funny that you asked so much about the all camp birthday. Cause I do think it's one of the, the ones that we have, you know, that, that night was probably one of the most just like, you know, unabashed fun that I, that I plan. Um, but almost everything has a little bit of like, oh, you know, we did, we did learn a little teamwork tonight. And, and it's never, you know, there are plenty of nights where it's not up front 
And there's plenty of times when it's, you know, we're not there. And, and there's plenty of times when we really bash you over the head of it with it. Make sure you guys know that, hey, on Paul Bunyan Day, you know, that sportsmanship we teach is huge and everyone knows it, right? But it's kind of in the background too of, of almost everything we do, the, the values. And, and it is this little sneaky trick we get to play that, yeah, you know, we're doing a lot of really, really fun stuff, but most of that really fun stuff has, has a deeper layer to it too. Lewis, um, there I want to uh, end the episode with one last thing. Uh, you're one of the biggest planners of the upcoming summer. And obviously, you know, all the campers are excited about seeing their friends, getting back to camp, getting back on trail. But in your mind, like, what's the, what are the one or the few things that people should be most excited about for the summer of 2021 at camp? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I'll tell you. I cannot wait for just the, the, the first night, you know, the, the, the first night of any session or even every summer when you kind of get into the rec hall and, and it's raucous and, you know, there's kind of just a buzzing energy. Um, and, and I don't know if that first night's going to be in the rec hall this year. Like Adam said, we, we might, it might be outside or something like that, but just when, when you've got everyone in one place for the first time, right. Cause when everyone gets to camp, yeah, there's everyone's at the buses, but not everyone's there. And then some kids might be lagging behind, you know, finishing around a four square or whatever it is. And, and that first moment where, you know, everyone's together and you can kind of look, look around and say, oh man, you know, there's all these faces I remember. There's all these guys I'm excited to meet. There's, you know, you know it's just, it, it feels like, you know, you're just on the verge of like the whole place kind of breaking out into pandemonium. Almost, almost it, it, that, that is something I'm really, truly looking forward to. It's also going to be a really difficult night because I haven't seen most everyone in what will be two years. And so everyone's going to have grown and I'm going to remember, I mean, I'm going to recognize no one. And I'm, I'm, I'm personally very prepared for that moment where I, I go up to Nelson. And I say, Nelson, it's been so long. I mean, I just like, I don't even recognize you. Right? Adam, oh my gosh, you grow like you're just a different person than in, than in 2019. The, the, the skip summer, the, the postponed summer is going to. But, you know, so that's one thing I'm, I'm looking, really looking forward to. And then, you know, there is, a, there, there is also, um, there's a, a thing that I'm not going to be able to, to tell you to look forward to, because I don't know when it's coming, but um, almost every summer, there's a handful of different moments where like something just kind of crazy starts to happen. So, you know, like something really silly and fun. I, I remember, uh, God, it was probably three, it was probably 2018. Uh, that one night we were all, I was, you know, plugging away in the big house, working on whatever. And suddenly like, you know, burst through the front door is a conga line and it bursts through the front door, marches through and, and come, you know, comes, goes out the mocha door and everyone's in the office just sitting there going, what, I mean, what just happened? 60 kids just marched a conga line right through the big house and with blaring music and a few counselors and we're just like, what, what, you know, and, and. I, I, and I'll be honest, I mean, I got nothing to do with that. That's not, pro, that's not program directing. That's, you know, that just happens. And the moment when that silly thing happens and we all look around and we say, this is something I'm going to remember forever. It, I'm, I, I mean, I cannot wait for it. I mean, it's, that is, is the best spontaneous fun feeling. And, and it, it's the kind of thing that really I've only ever felt at camp. And I'm, I'm really excited for that one too. So there's two. And neither have to do with being program director. Yeah, well, I'm just going to tell a quick story. So I think you're, you're like the energy is going to be so crazy this year because obviously 
it's huge every year. Like the first few days are just like everyone's so excited to be there, but this year it's going to be extra, extra crazy. But uh, today I, I found myself like daydreaming about literally just like walking at camp. And so I can't imagine how like excited I am to just be there when actually, like I'm actually doing something. Right. Walking, just walk, just being in the yeah. place. Cause it, yeah. I mean, the place is just magical, right? Like, you know, it, it, there, there are moments where you're walking from like, oh man, I've got to, you know, I live out on the range and I got to, you know, I got to walk all the way up to the big house. You know, it's, I think a seven minute walk. And sometimes I, I, you know, I'm doing it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, is this place gorgeous. Right. And, and that's not even, you know, that's seven minutes of my day. Right. And, and each day is just so full of stuff going on. And I just, I mean, you're right. I, I mean, I cannot wait for it. Can't wait to get back to it. I'm so excited. Like <laughs> the moment when you like get into like, cause like what's going to like, obviously the plan right now is cabin cohorts at the beginning The moment when we all get into the cabin together and we just realize like we're together, like we're going to be stuck together for the next five days. Like not a, like all stuck together, but like, it's going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, no. It's it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be a bonding experience. It's gonna be a lot of fun, um, and and I mean it's guys you haven't seen in, in how long, right? Just just getting to rekindle those friendships and start new ones and all that. I mean, I truly cannot wait. Lewis, um, thank you for coming on to the show. Yeah, complete blast. Thank you. Love yeah, no, having my, you on. Truly, my pleasure. I I'm, it's been so fun to listen to you guys. Uh, you know, talk to so many different people over the past 20 episodes. And I was, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to, to get to share my voice. So. Um, thank you for everyone for listening. We'll see you in two weeks for our next episode. And yeah, keep the fires burning. Keep the fires burning. <laughs>